Welcome to Good Enough Creative, a podcast for creative people. Well, hello again. Welcome back. I'm your host, Marie Green, and today we're talking about building a creative habit. I love this topic so much. I'm so glad you're here, and I cannot wait to dig into this a little more. But before we talk about how, I want to talk about the why. Why does it matter if we make time for creativity? I mean, we all have a lot of very important things on our to-do list, and there's always going to be pressures in our day from our families, from our jobs. Creativity might feel a little bit frivolous or like an extra. So why does it matter that we build habits around it? Have you ever decided that you're going to blow the dust off your art supplies and sit down and work on something, maybe something you haven't done in a long time, and you finally give yourself the space to do it, and it feels kind of like you're starting back at the beginning? Now, some things are not like this. I feel like you can pick up knitting or crochet or sewing and feel like you haven't really missed a beat, even if it's been a long time. There's usually some muscle memory in there that really helps. But some things like writing or painting and so many other things can be much harder to tap back into when you've taken a long time away. My husband used to paint quite a bit back in the day, and it's only been recently that he's had time to get back into it. I'm sure he's been a little bit inspired by watching me with my little fledgling painting adventure, but it's been interesting to watch him pull out his old paintings and compare them to what he's making now. To be fair, it's been several years since he even had his paints out, and he's been very focused on trees and landscapes, and I've heard him mention more than once that he used to be able to paint trees, but now every time he sits down to paint one, it doesn't look right. Look, he tells me, holding up the page, look at this tree I painted 10 years ago. It looks so much better than the ones I'm painting right now. It feels like I've gone backwards. Now, to be fair, I think the trees all look very similar. Don't tell him I said that, but I understand what he means. The same is true for me when I've had a long break from writing on my blog or my podcast or from working on a new knitting design. Even baking and gardening can feel a little rusty if I'm out of the habit. The habit not only ensures that you're making space in your day for the part of your life that will make your life richer, more vibrant, and more inspired, but it also means you're going to keep growing instead of always feeling like you're starting back at the beginning. If every time you sit down to do creative work, if you feel like you're back at square one, you will spend more energy being frustrated and less energy being creative. Having the habit ensures that you can make incremental progress, continuing to grow in your skills and spending less time stuck in the weeds. If you want to get past that struggle, and I feel like we all do, it's not a fun place to be stuck in, you have to build the habit. That's where the momentum is. So if we want that momentum and we want the opportunity to grow past the beginner phase, we have to build the habit into our lives, even when we're busy, even when we don't have anyone else cheering us on or helping us make it a priority. It's up to us to make it matter. And here are five ways to do it. Number one. Do one thing at a time. This creative habit of mine is a little non-traditional, but I want to tell you why it works for me and why I think creative people really benefit from this addition to their goal setting. I have a little reminder above my desk that says, 
one thing at a time because I am notorious for doing 11 things at a time and every single one of them suffers a little bit and takes longer because of my lack of focus. Task switching or moving back and forth between various things on your list, it's a huge drain on your time and energy. Not that it stops me from doing it. I swear that this is my default mode and it takes every ounce of willpower not to do it. Because when I do, I end up getting a little bit of everything done, but nothing gets to the finish line, at least not that day. So it always feels like I'm living under the weight of a lot of loose ends. Now, I'm a knitter, so I really am living under the weight of a lot of loose ends, but you know what I mean. When I decided to start doing daily podcasts for the month of February, I had to push myself to become more efficient. Instead of outlining the episode over four or five different sessions and then later recording it and later editing it and finally uploading it, which could take a week if I'm not careful to do all of those steps, I had to make all of those steps happen in one day so that I could repeat it again the next day and the next and the next. There simply wouldn't be enough time to spread it out the way I used to. So I told myself, stay in this spot sitting at my desk and do the whole thing start to finish. What I learned by doing this is that it didn't actually take as long as I thought it would, and I was able to focus so much more on the project when I didn't stop and start periodically. But oh my goodness, I could feel those distractions popping into my head. Oh, I thought I need to run downstairs and pack an order. Or, ooh, I forgot to start my laundry. Or I'd feel the urge to check my email or make a quick call or look at my phone. But when I reminded myself to just focus on the one thing at a time, and that everything else would still be there waiting for me when I finished, I was able to cross a whole thing off my list in one sitting. It was kind of a revelation. It feels so much easier to maintain this habit because I know that even though I'm not going to keep doing it every single day forever, this was really just a personal challenge to deeply ingrain the habit in myself, but I now know what I'm capable of and the habit is set. Now, when I sit down and I go into podcast mode, my brain knows what to do. The habit has been created and now it's so much easier every time I sit down to do it. Number two, write it down. Research shows that we are 42% more likely to accomplish something when we write it down. A creative habit is every bit as important as any other goal we might be working on. Write down the habit you want to build and put it somewhere you can see it. And more than just the what, include a note about the why. Why do you want to build this habit? Is it to connect with others, to inspire those who need to hear your message, to uplift people, to express your unique self to the world? Whatever it is, write it down. Number three, make a schedule. Consistency is one of the most important parts of any habit, and the best way to be consistent is to decide on a schedule. Now, I know, I know, creativity loves to be fluid and messy and surprising, but it doesn't mean we can't put it on the calendar. I am more than willing to be surprised by what happens in the space I've created for it, but I also know that if I don't schedule it, it's probably not going to happen. And the more of a routine you can create, the easier it will be to do the thing. Life might feel super busy and you might think I'm just going to carve out one afternoon a month. But let me say this, if you can only get to it once a month, 
you will be back in that spot of feeling like you're not gaining any momentum, like you're not making any progress. And every time you sit down to do it, it'll feel like you're starting back at the beginning. A creative habit has to happen more often than just once a month. It needs to be something we can build into our regular routine. I realize that daily goals can be pretty challenging. I'm living through one myself right now, and it's a lot. But if you can keep it manageable and make it bite-sized, even a daily goal isn't impossible. But remember the advice to set a goal with a range, like three to five times a week. We talked about this the other day. It was some advice from Mel Robbins, and there are studies to back up why it's effective. So grab a calendar, like an actual paper calendar, and choose your favorite color of highlighter and run a little line across the top of three to five days in the week that you might be able to carve out time for your creative habit. Mark up the whole month. Just go through it with your highlighter. And then as you get closer to each week, choose the days that you want to commit and write down a little block of time where you highlighted. The cool thing about using a highlighter is that it's just a reminder that you're trying to make space for your creative habit but you don't have to do it five days that week. It's it's fine. It doesn't matter. Your calendar will look pretty and you won't have anything staring at you in the face that says, uh, you said you were going to do this thing from eight to 10 today and you didn't. Instead, just look at those colorful spots and use them as nudges to make the time, but aim for a range instead of a set number. So highlight five days knowing that you're going to shoot for three. You're going to try and get three of those days into your routine to set that creative habit. We are more than willing to put other people and their needs on our schedules, but if you want to build a creative habit, you have to be willing to put yourself on there. Number four, make it as easy as possible. If your goal is woodworking and you want to do it a few times a week, then you'll need a place to do it. You'll want to know where your supplies are and you want to organize them in a way where you can find what you need. If every time you go to the woodshed, you have to clear off a space to work and dig around to find your supplies, you will spend all of your time trying to get ready. My husband is notorious for doing this, and it's a good thing he doesn't listen to the podcast, so he doesn't know how often we talk about him. But he's notorious for this. He'll spend an afternoon in the garage with the intention of working on a birdhouse. He makes these beautiful cedar birdhouses. But instead, he'll come in a few hours later having never even started it. Instead, he spent the whole time trying to find the pieces that he knows are in there somewhere. But he never actually got to the point of working on the very thing that took him out there. Can you relate to this? Because I can. I have been there and done that. Absolutely guilty of this. Have you ever carved out time to work on something and then you ended up spending the whole time just trying to get ready? When you decide to build the habit, part of that process has to be to decide to set yourself up for success. Decide when and where you'll do it. Make sure you have the supplies at the ready. If we spend most of our creative time trying to dig through clutter or just find the stuff we wanted to use, we will be a lot less likely to want to make time for it in the future. We won't come away feeling inspired. Instead, we'll be frustrated. And this is a way we may end up accidentally sabotaging our creative goals. Number five, and I think this one may be the most important. Remember that a creative habit doesn't have to produce results. One of the most important things I've learned in the last few years is that not everything has to produce a result in order to be worth your time. Sometimes I'll sit down to paint and I won't produce a single decent thing, nothing worth keeping. 
but the time and the experience is the reason I keep showing up. In fact, it's been months since I painted anything that I would even want to use as a bookmark, much less actually save or show someone else. I recently found a teacher online who walked us through an exercise of painting leaves, and she talked about how we're just making marks on the page, and what makes them leaves is that we're using shades of green. That felt kind of liberating to hear, because not every mark I made on the page looked like a leaf, but I was learning how different brushes work and testing out my ability to mix colors, and I didn't produce anything worth writing home about, but I did still show up to establish the creative habit. We have a lot of pressure these days to produce something in order for our time to be considered well spent. And I would offer that this is a belief that will keep us stuck and make it so much harder to give ourselves permission to learn. Not everything you make or attempt to make will turn out, but that doesn't mean your time was wasted. The creative habit is about making the space and knowing that your joy matters. It's about recognizing that you have something inspired that is worth bringing to life, even if no one sees it but you. You don't have to produce a darn thing for it to matter. Building a creative habit is a form of self-care. It will allow you more capacity to handle life surprises, to overcome challenges, and to find your place in this messy, beautiful world. It's the kind of space that no one else will carve out for you, so you have to make it for yourself. Create a more beautiful life and a more joyful journey by building creative habits into your week. If you are a knitter and you're looking for ways to build more creative habits in your life, check out my website at olivenits.com or join me and my lovely community at Knit Camp. You'll find the Knit Camp app in the App Store and the Google Play Store, and we would love to welcome you. Check the show notes for more details. Until next time, my friend, you've got this. 